All right, so I remember we just had we had, we just had to have a break and uh, have a bit of a feed. How, what, how'd you like the steakers? Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. the best, you, one, the best you, one I've had so far. Fuck yeah! <laughs> you know when I bring the guests, man, I bring them on. We get drinks, we get a feed on. I got to look after you guys, yeah, hey, man, because you're telling your story, man. The Appleton Rum's going down well too. <laughs> yeah. That's your favorite, eh? Appleton's, yep. Appleton El Caruba, one of the two. Oh yeah, special occasions. Appleton comes out. Nice and um. Bit of a story behind the bottle that's in front of you, eh? That we yeah. we started that last March, last last year. Yeah, last year March. Oh, last year, last year March. You and your wife came here for a trip just to check out um, Perth and see um, our daughter. Yeah, and to see whether I, I basically like Perth. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I landed and loved it straight away. Yeah, yeah, and we're back here. That's right. I I, I um, invited you guys over for yep. feed. We. Uh, I knew that you'd love Appleton's rum, but the brand had changed had changed so much over the years. Yeah, because the the Appleton's bottle that I saw you um, had a different like logo and that kind of shit. Mm. Um, that's why I thought, oh fuck, I hope this is the same as the Appleton's back in NZ. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's the same. Yeah, it's just it's cha- it just changed um, logo a little bit. Eh? Yeah. yeah. So sixteenth of the third, two thousand and two is. Um, Obviously marked Yeah Where we last drunk Yeah I actually thought I drank it by myself Which would have been pretty good But uh, <laughs> I forgot I had help Yeah I had a little bit Just a little bit yeah. yeah No but it looked I said to you Oh Is that how much I drank last time Yeah I was feeling quite proud And <laughs> oh, no, no, I helped you drink it <laughs> Fair enough <laughs> Yeah but yeah no It's been a year This um well, just over a year, just based over on a date, yeah. Between um, the last trip and this one, and now yeah. you're good, you're settling in. Um, so where do we where do we finish off? We were talking about we were talking about you and rugby, and uh, slowly working our way into you getting into strong manuals. Yeah, so yeah. Um, the powerlifting yeah. happened at MIT when I was there, yeah, as a security officer, and then once I became manager. Um, I hired a, um, well, before I became security manager, I was doing uh, powerlifting. Yeah. And I was watching Strongman on YouTube, you know, on on TV, Mm, mm. because I never knew it happened in New Zealand. And so uh, I hired an officer who caught my interest. Uh, Two things caught my interest in the CV was um, um, a former New Zealand strongest man. Yeah. And also he was... Uh, studying to become a, uh, a, a you know a uh, minister, oh, uh, yeah. a bishop, yeah. Yeah, 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 or pastor, yeah. So I pulled a CV aside, you know, because of it. But I also got a recommendation, um, yeah, from another colleague, from another colleague uh, of the same person. So um, turns out he had credentials as well, yeah, and he was like a man stopper when he walked through the door, yeah, yeah. Um, so by, by sorry, it was by by man stopper. You mean like the presence, the presence of like, the man like built built like a yeah. fucking brick shit house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um, that's when I discovered that uh, strongman actually happened in New Zealand. It just wasn't promoted. Yeah, when I found that there was a former New Zealand strongest man that was um, almost to be hired. He didn't wasn't hired because of his New Zealand Strongest Man title. Yeah. He had the credentials too. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear. Mm-hmm. 
And then I uh, yeah, I started talking to him about um, Strawman. Um, in two thousand seven, we went to an exhibition, Strawman, a uh, gym opening where they had a uh, Strawman exhibition. Um, in two thousand nine, yeah, sorry, late two thousand eight. And um, he asked if I wanted to go. And I said, oh, well, yeah, I'll come and check it out. And he said, there's a little comp going, so you can enter. Yeah. And so I agreed. I said, oh, yeah, I'm pretty strong, you know. Um, I knew in powerlifting I was quite strong. Um, and so I decided to go down. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I basically got a rude awakening I pretty much, well, I basically come last. Oh, re- oh um, on the first, um, on that comp? At that comp, at that exhibition. Let's call yeah. it an exhibition. Yeah. <laughs> um, not only did I lose, yeah. um, but I also lost to, at the time, was the New Zealand Strongest Woman, uh, who was half my size, <laughs> half my weight, um, in a truck pool. Oh, it's a very, very, truck, yeah. Pulling a truck here. Yeah, it was Jeez. my first time doing it, but very humbling experience. Um, uh, being beaten, uh, apparently by, you know, the caliber of athlete that turned up was not the best in New Zealand at the time. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, and well, the guy that I went with, he was, you know, former champ and yeah. one of the top. And, you know, he basically just smoked everything. But all the other people that turned up were just, yeah, just getting into Strongman. You yeah, know, yeah. so they were fairly green, fairly new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I come from powerlifting. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking, oh, yeah, I'm pretty strong. I can. You got compound lifts behind you. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I could squat that. I could bench that. Yeah, Fuck, I'll deadlift that shit. But yeah, no, it was a do- totally different sport. Totally different um, apparatuses that I go. What the hell is this? You mm. know, when you're benching a barbell for you know all these years, yeah, to then come across a bloody log. Yeah, true. You know, that's um, ten inch in, in diameter, mm. and then the handles are faced the wrong way. Yeah. You know, it's like oh. Holy shit. Um, so, you know, what I could uh, press on a barbell was way different with uh, a log, you know. So I got smashed there. Had a grip event, done well with the grip event. Um, and then, yeah, got smashed in the truck pool by everyone, including a, um, I think she was under 82 kilo. <laughs> New Zealand's strongest woman at the time. Under 82 kilos. Yeah. So, on that very week, I changed codes. I gave up powerlifting and went straight into Strongman. Strongman, and ever since you haven't turned around, turned back. So, 2009, I did my first comp, Mm. won my first novice, and then um, the rest is history. I've competed from 2009 till 2022, non-stop. Mm. Yeah. How many years is that? From 2009 to 22. Yeah. 30? 10? No. See, that's why my mess wasn't good at St. Yeah. Peter's. They was more eating the lunch and then yep. <laughs> catching the bus to well, school. Well, that makes, that makes two of us. I didn't <laughs> even finish school, man. Yep. 
so what's that? 2019, that's 10 years. Yeah. 11, 12, 1. Oh, yeah. So 12, 13 years. It's about 12, 13 years you've been in, been in it, eh? So a lot of people talk about uh, how long they've been in the sport. Mm. Um, our colleague that was competing, he's been in the sport for almost 20 years. Mm. Is he still in it now? No. You know, oh, but, yeah, but only active for so many years. Yeah, I've been active, and I've been in the sport thirteen <coughs> years yep. and active all thirteen years. So yep. I've competed every year, mm. non-stop. So I don't know of any other athlete that's done that in mm. New Zealand. Um, and won titles back to back six years there, except for that COVID year you were saying. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if you class that as uh, in a row. <laughs> we skipped a year. I think, nah, but I think... Uh, Five in a row, skipped a year, and then won the the most recent title. Uh, when when was that uh, competition? Um, last October, 2022. Oh, really? Yeah. Labor weekend, yeah. Oh, nice. Otherwise, um, yeah, active in the sport uh, 13 years. Mm-hmm. And started uh, Strength Pit in 2015. Strength Pit, um, which is your well, brand now, yeah. eh? Yeah, that's the gym. So Strength Pit Otara, obviously Strength the Otara. the location's yeah. going to change, eh? Yeah, but it'll still be called Strength Pit Otara. Really? Even yeah. out here in Perth? Yeah. Oh. That's what made its name. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say it's myself, but I think, yeah, the brands, you know. I don't, personally, can I just say yeah. what I think anyway? Me personally, I think you are the brand. You know, you could say Strength Pit um, Jamaica, yeah. so long as you, you know, and obviously your logo is unique to you, eh? Because yeah. that's basically you um, lifting a yeah. um, Atlas stone, eh? Is the logo like I'll I'll post it as on the picture on Instagram yeah. and Facebook and stuff. But what what a logo, man! Shout out to um, Eddie Williams' um, friend, who's an artist. Yeah, um, who came up with the design. Yeah, so she had a picture. Yeah, I think Eddie sent her a picture mm. of me doing the exact same thing. Yeah, and she drew it up in a cartoon version. Yeah, is that a cartoon looking picture? Oh, um, realistic. What do you call that? I don't uh, know. Animated, animated version. Yeah, but that's uh, yeah. that's that's pretty lean. Yeah, it's too I, lean. But I said to uh, Eddie, I said. A picture I gave you had a t-shirt on <laughs> This one here's got no t-shirt on <laughs> You're like uh, There's a guy with no shirt lifting uh, Atlas stone That's not me bro Yeah But everything else was 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 um, You know I don't um, know Also I think that animated Animation's got a small arms Compared to yours bro. <laughs> The tattooing is pretty bang on Yeah Pretty Pretty uh, yeah. Accurate Yeah And the fade The um, yeah. The fade was pretty bang on now that I've got a mullet, <laughs> sorry, not a mullet, a mohawk. Yeah, a mohawk. Yeah, a burst fade mohawk yeah, yeah. is what That's they call it. it. What do they call it? A burst fade. Burst fade mohawk. Yeah. Mm. I never knew that. Yeah, I'm old school, so I just gotta get a baldy man. Keep it number one, man. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, that's how Shrink became about when um, the promoter of New Zealand's strongest man, who was in Auckland. Mm. Moved to Tauranga, Papamore, which is three and a half, four hours from Auckland. Yeah. So that's where all of us guys used to go and train on the weekend, learn their apparatuses, and yeah. obviously have a big feed and have a few beers after. Yeah. Um, after training and just talk about strongman. Yeah. You know, so when he 
moved. Um, there was no, you know, no other space. There was one other space in Odahu, Yada Gym. Mm. Yeah, Yada's there. Yeah, they had um, strongman equipment there, but it was a gym. Mm. It was a um, a uh, a normal gym with strongman gear in it. The, the owner um, was a bodybuilder, powerlifter. Yeah. And he dabbled in strongman as well. Um, it's funny how um, uh, how close they are, eh? like uh, powerlifting and um, yeah. well, not close, but like there's definitely a big carryover. Eh? It's good. There's a good carryover. Um, the three plus overhead is a good base for strongman, mm-hmm. uh, bench squat. Um, well, more more the squat, deadlift, and overhead press. Mm-hmm. Are the three main things benches now come in since um, um, well we've started doing bench when New Zealand's strongest man last year or the year before had a a bench event yeah yeah that's the first time I've ever done a well we were planning to do a, a bench event at um, 2021 but yeah. then it got cancelled because of COVID oh yeah that would have been the very first time I would have had to bench in a comp and so we had to um, do a lot of benching oh, to prepare to, for that comp. Preparation you know? for it, yeah. Outside of that, you know, benching wasn't a feature in, yeah. um, in Strongman. Strongman, yeah. Well, yeah. In, 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 in all the stuff that I've done. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of overheads, you know, overhead pressing. Um, but yeah, outright bench, yeah, wasn't a thing. I think... Eddie Hall, yeah, pretty much made it famous, yeah, because when he had his doctor and 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 you know, I think a lot of other people might, might have benched. I'm not too sure, but definitely when Eddie Hall bought out his um his doco, yeah, he was doing a lot of benching. Mm. <laughs> so that obviously crossed over to um, his overheads. Mm. Um, my overhead was good without the benching, yeah. Um, my shoulders were, you know, were pretty strong, so, um, so I didn't think, you know, there was a crossover. Yeah. You know, from a um, a uh, lying down position to a upright standing yeah. position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I trained everything else bar bench. Yeah. And you know. And you had won like titles, like it didn't didn't really matter. No. Um. So have you been in a comp where benching has been an event? No, never. Oh. Yeah, that would have been the first. Oh, true. 2021, that's why we had to, you know, yeah. incorporate benching into our uh, program to, um, you know, to, yeah, to, to accommodate, for, to accommodate you... this, uh, for this event. So it didn't eventuate, but our benching went up. <laughs> and once that event left, I, you know, hadn't benched since, you know. I bench now and then just to see where my numbers are, but um, it was more deadlift and squats mm. were the main things that crossed over to strongman. Um, and yeah, so 2015, that's I asked, sought permission from we were calling him the um, the guru of strongman in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Are you allowed to say his name? Who? Uh, Matt Roster, he's passed away. Oh yeah. fuck, R.I.P. Man. Yeah. So, um, so he was the one that um, 
pretty much built strongman in New Zealand mm. uh, from the late 80s to when he passed away, you know, um, a few years back. And then, um, did you um, did you get a chance to spend a bit of time with him training and stuff? Like, yeah. So before he passed, from two thousand nine to um, when I opened the gym, yeah, uh, twenty fifteen, um, we spent a lot of time at his house. Oh, you cool. know. So one of our colleagues at MIT that took me out there, yeah, yeah, there was a um, um, Sunday trainings every week. And, you know, he didn't uh, charge, but, you know, um, just uh, what you call it, etiquette or, or something, when you go over now and then, get, you know, get him a bottle of, uh, of uh, spirits of yeah. some sort, yeah, just to say thank you, yeah. you know. And so that's what we did every few weeks, take out a bottle, you know, take out some food, have mm-hmm. a feed, you know, have a barbie and have a few drinks, yeah. But that bottle was for him. We obviously took our own drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to say thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the times where, not so much during training, but it was outside of training um, when you're recapping on what you've been doing, mm. where all the advice and the talks happen. Yeah. Okay. On why you do certain things, you yeah. know. During training, your mindset, you know, is on getting the movement right or getting the technique right or mm. or just doing the exercise or just getting through the exercise because of the weight that you're you're yep. you're moving. It's not until you're like relaxed like this and um you know. Yeah. Yeah. When he's sharing why you do certain things. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to pick his brain a bit. Yeah. Picked his brain. Just like I did with Lance Stewart, mm. you know. Just like what I did with my Sifu. Yeah. Know? Um, and so learn from there, you know, um, from the different types of training that I've uh, accumulated over the years in the different sports from athletics, rugby, kickboxing. You know, you and I did a stint together at MIT, BJJ. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, you've continued with that, <laughs> yeah, but oh, yeah, um, and uh, yeah. That's been interesting. Yeah. 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 And so, as you know, when we're working in the security industry, you need to be fit. Mm. So I got most of the boys into, you know, boxing at uh, our place, remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You held um, some sessions. And I think, yeah, you held, uh, like, uh, um, training sessions at your yeah. place. Eh? And that was the first time I had seen, like, uh, um, the wooden dummy. Yeah. Yeah, because you had someone build one for you, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, so us doing BJJ and the kickboxing, you know, uh, with our other colleague there that was a boxer, you know, yeah. trained a lot of boxers, you know, yeah. did did two three years with them, mm. and just learned from all these different, uh, you know, yeah. uh, people that was around me, um. And adopted that into what I did as a coach, you know. Yeah. Once I started, um, well, thought I was a coach. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how so, so how recent is the coaching thing? So you've obviously you're you're still still an active athlete. Yep, still an active athlete. Um, and now active coach as well. Eh? Yeah. How, how long have you been doing that? 
Since 2015. So yes. quite a long time now, aren't you? Yeah. And I actually I actually been doing it before I um, opened the gym. Mm. Yeah. It's just the only difference is I wasn't paying for it. You yeah, know, true. I wasn't charging. Mm. So I've been lifting since I was 16. Yeah. So I've been in um, in the lifting scene since 16 and throughout the years helping people out, Yeah, you know, uh, with technique and doing, you know, bodybuilding shows yeah. and whatnot until 2015 uh, when I opened the gym. And the funny thing was when we first opened, I didn't charge for the first three to six months. Really? Well, didn't know that. I didn't know how to ask people to for hey, money to pay for it. Yeah. yeah, hey, you need to pay your fee so I can pay the lease. <laughs> <laughs> so how long were you like? So people were training for free. You're coaching. Pretty much, them. I wasn't. Yeah, I opened this gym up. Um, and at, at that time, you still had a day job, eh? I had a day job. So you still had a day job. You had to pay rent at home. Your yeah. wife, your, like kids and shit like that. Shout out to Lama Empire for giving me the space. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Um, He's still giving me the space now to, you know, to run the pit out of. Yeah. Um, but we had to leave uh, Empire because the space was small at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, renovated and busted all the walls down. And yeah. then we, you know, eventually came back. But, um, but yeah, it was, um, I was not paying, no one was paying me anything for almost that long. Fuck. Um, didn't know how to ask And so Nip said um, I think you better start Charging people <laughs> Yeah It was Almost that long I uh, Yeah I didn't know how to um, Ask for money Ask for money Yeah You know man That's uh, that's a thing about um, Us as Pacific Islanders As well eh Yeah I had the same thing as you Like I, I mean I didn't I didn't open a gym And not charge anyone But I was coaching for free For somebody For yeah. about Maybe six to eight months I just did it for free mm. And I was paying him A membership Yeah Like for me oh, to wow. train there I paid him the membership For me to train there And um, I took morning classes so I was coaching You know I was like Fuck it I'll do it for free Because I loved it eh? Yeah So I was up at four Four in the morning Every morning Monday to Monday to Sunday um, In the gym Training and coaching At the same time I was like for free man I still mm. had a day job Still paid rent Had my kids All that shit Same as you Yeah same thing, I just didn't know how to do it for myself, you know. And I was pl- and I was plus I was new uh entering into that space of um running a gym, running mm-hmm. running your own business. Um it's probably the good thing about um strongman is most of well all my clients had day jobs. Yeah. So we only trained at night Oh yeah So the gym was only open at night The space that we used Was only open at night Yeah um, You guys were trained late though eh? They say um, yeah, You're strongest at about 7, 7.30 At PM Yeah Oh so at night Why though Why do, why, why do you think that is That's because you're loading all day You know Eating mm. So by the time you lift You're nice and strong And you know yeah. Bodies in tune to, to lifting heavy mm. Late, Later in the afternoon or yeah. Unless you're a crossfitter In which case you're in bed by 7.30 Yeah I did a, a little stint of crossfit um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God damn it yeah. 
Um, and yeah, six o'clock training in the morning. I was like, "What the hell am I doing up this early?" <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's stupid o'clock hour. Yeah. But man, pe- people that love it, like um, you know, like mums and dads that, that yeah. work, they do that before they go to work, yeah. and then yeah. And I understood that, you know. So um, um. CrossFit, you know, they um, um, that exploded, you know, in New yeah. Zealand, yeah, yeah, and that's how strongman uh, become more popular uh, because CrossFit had strongman movements in. And some of the events, some yeah. of their events, especially when the CrossFit Games had strongman um, events. Yep. You know, um, that boosted uh, strongman in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Every time there was strongman uh, events coming up at any comp, you know these CrossFit gyms were looking for strongman apparatuses. Yeah. Or strongman. People to to learn off, yeah. yeah. Lucky at the uh, opportunity to coach, do seminars at quite a few CrossFit gyms. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. just giving them uh, an insight of some um, strength uh, stuff they need to do. Yeah, you know, or consider. Yeah, in, in their um, programming. Mm. Mm. So I done a lot of work um, with um, CrossFit Stomachy. Mm. Uh, the Renegade lot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Old uh, um, Zach, Zach, and yeah, Cullum. Yeah, yeah. Cullum. Yeah. So an awesome crew, you know. I yeah. did a, a weekend seminar with um, pretty much all the CrossFit owners, and oh, then went yeah. through. I broke down all the things that, what I deemed necessary, or you know, for strength building. Yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. for CrossFitters, that'll be. Mm. Um, you know, relevant for them. Mm. Yeah. Can I just say also that uh, CrossFit gets a bad rap because of the few fuckwits that do it <laughs> and post videos about it, you know? Mm. But for the most part, I think CrossFit has um, uh, exposed, not exposed, but maybe um, uh, th- uh, made more popular sports like um, strongman, uh, powerlifting, and uh, the most recent one was, was um, Olympic Olympic lifting. So, mm. you know, coaches out there that were only teaching Olympic lifting, like the snatch and the clean injury. Yeah. Business was shit, man, you know, because no one fucking knew what, what they yeah. did, the benefits of it. And it's, I think, same thing as you, like, same thing as Strong, man. Hello, come, come bring cross whatever. You know, everyone sees this Olympic lifting. Fuck, I better get better at that. Or they see, like, there's a log lift or yeah. some power lifting components to it, you know. And it's good that there's a sport that encompasses all of that mm. so that people can go off into the specialists like yourself. Yeah. And like, um, I thought, man, there's an Olympic lifting guru in Perth, man. Um, shout out to Rev Barbell Club, um, Coach Ant, Ants Uzma, I think his last name was. Oh, yeah. So he, I, I did his weekend course um, that he provides Olympic lifting for coaches. Man, oh man, he, mm. and on his on his wall in his gym, he's got a, a jersey, signed jersey from all the players of the Samoan rugby team. <laughs> and I asked him, "What the? How the fuck did you get that?" He's done strength work with the Samoan team, Manu oh, Samoa. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like I was like, "Holy shit, man! What a what a small world, eh?" Yeah. But um, it's a good thing, like you know, yeah, like I said earlier, like um, 
for all the bad rap CrossFit gets, like it's done good in the fitness community, mm. like at large. I didn't you know, know CrossFit had a bad rap. Uh, have you seen the the um, YouTube videos where people like do terrible, terrible like form lifts and stuff like that, where they injure themselves and stuff? Oh, that's yeah, that's like stuff like that. Where that's pe- a given. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the bad rap I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, okay. for ages, yeah, no, pe- I see, I see that all over the place. Yeah. When, I, when I watch CrossFit, and I'm pe- like, people would shit on everything, you know. But it's actually been a good thing because it's um, made people. Uh, interested in specialist stuff, eh? Yeah. That, um, would make them be that crossword. See, if you, um, yeah, and, and that's, you know, anything for the rep. Mm. It doesn't matter how good or bad the form is, anything for the rep. And so, yeah, and a lot of times that's where crossword fails, I think. Yeah, and that's, yeah, it's a good and bad thing, you know, mm. especially if you're, um, you're competing, anything goes. Mm. Yeah. But if there's a certain, um, Standard of technique that you're supposed to uphold, mm. then anything below that should be a no rep, mm. you know, mm. because going below that standard causes injuries. Mm. And so, well, Some, that's my take on it. Yeah, sometimes know. it's on the judge too. You know, sometimes judges don't know like a donut from a hole in the yeah. ground. You know, see, and this is where <laughs> I think. Um, like world's strongest man, there's only one specialist. Yeah, judge that judges powerlifting. I, I wish there was more than one. Mm. Powerlifting's perfect. There's three. You know. Yeah. Uh, but they're specialists. They've been. They've gone through all the courses, mm. and they know. They've got the experience. They know the threshold that um, each lifter, and and doesn't matter whether your friends or not. Yeah. You still have the other two that, um, uh, uh, you know, yeah. that don't know you. And so you will still, you know, um, will get the light you will get, whether it's uh, red or white. Mm. As for um, um, for me personally, Strongman, there's one coach is not enough, one judge. Mm. Yeah. Because if you're friends with that person, mm. you may get a favourable... Um, yeah. Not 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 that you would, but you just don't know. Yeah. Um and the person sitting in front, you've got to have two on the side. But for, for CrossFit, there's like a thousand judges and each you can't monitor. Yeah. I yeah, there's a, uh you know. You get the one that's with you on the floor, right? That's yeah. marking every rep and then man, if I've seen some really bad judging. Yeah. But they're, oh, I don't know. you know, yeah, and especially when they're running major comps and they're short, and then you call someone from the crowd, yeah, it's like, well, that's a no-no, you yeah. know. It's a pretty bad movie. That's unscheduled. Uh, we need we need judges. Yeah. You know, anyone that's judged before, can you make your way to the back or whatever? Yeah. Hey, I know you're Uffa's brother, but can you come and judge Uffa, please? <laughs> yeah. Give him all the reps he needs. Yeah. So, so yeah. So. But that's the thing, eh? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of. Um, Room for error, yeah, um, and that's what it is. But it's because I think the pool of um, exercises they have to pull from to to test for the fittest person, yeah, is so big, you know. So they have so that all that automatically creates that massive room for error, you know. Mm. Whereas strong man, you either fucking lift it or you don't. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. You're either strong or you're not. Yeah, you know, like that, that was my uh, that was Matt Roster's. Um, 
uh, one of his quotes. Yeah, yeah. You either what? What was his quote? Um, you're 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 either either the weight's too heavy, uh-huh. or you're or you know, or you're effing, or you're or you're bloody, or you're fucking weak. Oh, yeah. true, beautiful, way, simple yeah. man, you know. So it's either that's too heavy or you're bloody weak. <laughs> Go work on it, eh? Go get stronger. But it was so true. You know, it's either mm. one or the other. There yeah. was no in between. Yeah. And it's black and white, eh? You, yeah. You know where you stood. And so, um, but yeah, that's, there, there's um, the competition part of uh, CrossFit when there's mm. a lot of judges. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if it's not at the elite level where there's cameras everywhere, they yeah. can review. Mm. Every comp below that, they don't have that facility where they can review, yeah, and and question yeah, you know, certain certain things. And so there's a lot of room for so judges looking over there. Something interesting is going on and forgetting about the count. Uh. It happened at one comp where Gil missed a whole round, and there was a guy that um, finished two minutes earlier than expected. And only because the skill missed a, a whole uh, round, yeah. why he finished. And everyone say he can't have finished that early. And then, um, lucky someone was recording and and saw that she missed a whole a whole round. But because it was nationals, yeah, and that whole event had gone through, they didn't know how to um, not give him the win. Yeah. Because it wasn't his fault. He yeah. wasn't the one counting. True. He was just doing the reps. Yeah, he was doing what he was told. Yeah. yeah. And so... Um, ah, sticky situation, bro. And so everyone else, um, because that fella shouldn't have been ahead of the guys then, that normally beat him. Yeah, but then as an athlete, you kind of know, like, you know, you're kind of counting shit in your head, eh? Yeah. You know, like, so he kind of took the piss, do you think? What do you think? Do you think he goes, judge is not watching? Oh, no, he was counting his reps. Mm. But if he was supposed to do, I think, so many five rounds, but he only did four. Yeah. That's because the guilty kid, go, 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 you know? Oh. You've got one more round left. Oh. But he was still doing the reps. You know, if it was 10 reps, he was still doing the 10 reps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he probably didn't count the rounds. Yeah, that was this true. lady's job yeah. to count the rounds and the reps. Oh. So the reps he was doing. Because they look through that as well. We're correct. But it was the rounds. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, if you're in the later rounds, I don't know if anyone counts rounds. No, not really. You count your reps. If you're in a comp and <laughs> just, you just tell your judge, can you tell me when I stop and when I start? Yeah. That's all you need to know. Yeah. True. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's, that's where it's at in regards to judging. You know, there's one that's got not enough. And there's others they got too much. Yeah, too much. Yeah. yeah. And powerlifting is perfect. Three, three judges at every comp is always three. You can't mm-hmm. run a comp without one of the three. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I did a you know powerlifting. I was I'm a you know dual athlete. I did both powerlifting and strongman. Mm-hmm. Um, you do squats and strongman, but for us strongman, it's not legit until you do a powerlifting comp. Yeah. To certify your, you know, oh yeah, you've got a 300 dead, oh yeah, you've got a 300 squat. Mm-hmm. Because only the three judges can determine that for you, not a strongman judge. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's, you know, for me as a strongman, and most of the strongmen I know, 
Mm. We do powerlifting comps to certify those, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, static movements. Mm. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to doing a squat and, and strongman, knowing that, um, you know, that ref probably, probably given it, but you're not breaking parallel. Yeah. Yeah. True. And powerlift, you've got to break parallel. Oh, bro. You know, or else you ain't getting the three yeah. white lights. Yeah. And so, you know, two is a pass, three yeah. is perfect. So any two. And so, yeah, uh, and the later, my later years... Was um, just certifying those numbers before I give up the sport. Yeah, yeah. And so, two thousand eight, you know, I wanted to pull a three hundred dead. Yeah, I pulled three hundred dead in strongman, but it doesn't count when if if you haven't done it in a powerlifting meet. Mm-hmm. Very true. So I did a powerlifting meet to to pull that three hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, as a masters. Yep. Um, so that was legit. Yeah. And then 300 squat, you know, I did uh, meet a couple of years ago and did uh, 301. Mm-hmm. That was legit, you know, so. And uh, all natural, by the way. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, yeah, that comp, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, what you call it, um, but the bench, yeah. I couldn't replicate doing a 200 bench that I used to do back in the day, you know. Especially after pick tear and a tricep tear, just my benching never came right. Fuck. You know? It never will eh, after a pick tear, man. Pick's pretty terrible. Um, yeah. Did you, did you so you had your your biceps are fine. Biceps, I've never had, never ever had any issues with biceps, mm-hmm. um, especially with tie flips and stones. You yeah. know, you can um, you know tear a bicep. Yeah. But uh, my triceps, yeah, um, and my hemis, yeah, I've torn. Yeah, so so just recent, the most recent injury was your left tricep. Yeah, left tricep at New Zealand Strongest Man. Yeah, I tore it in the second event on the overhead press. Yeah, and you're a gangster. You're you're so gangster that you carry it on. Eh? <laughs> yeah, did you finish the whole comp with Finished torn, the comp with a torn, torn tricep um, But only to realise that that was probably a bad move eh? It was a bad move after <laughs> I regretted it the, la- yeah, the month after the tear yeah. was yeah, It was pretty bad It was pretty shocking Fuck So you know 12 painkillers got me through the um, comp the, the comp day yeah Yeah um, Almost felt like I had a drug overdose with uh, yeah, the painkillers I took <laughs> But I was, yeah, I didn't want to leave without that title. Yeah. You know, so. Did you end up leaving with it or no? Oh, yeah, I, I, I walked away with the title. Even with a torn tricep? Yeah. Wow. I was, um, well, I wasn't going to leave without it. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah. so this was the most recent. Um, uh, New Zealand Strong Span. Title that you've gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, New Zealand Strong Swim Masters. Mm. Yeah, so that's um, uh, what you call it. We competed in the Open Men's, which yeah. is the comp New Zealand Strongest Man. And so we get two rankings uh, as Masters one in the Open Men's and one as the Masters. Okay. Yeah, so I'm number one in Masters and number seventh in Open Men's. Mm. Um, from the comp that happened 
uh, in October. Yeah. And so, um, the goal was chasing a podium finish in both. Uh, but I didn't plan for a tour and tricep, uh, you know, oh. in the early part of the comp. That's, um, yeah, that wasn't good. And then my other two who were PIP members, mm. um, one's a coach and one's, uh, yeah, a PIT Fano member from another, you know, um, another part of New Zealand. Yeah. Um, one passed out. Uh, halfway through the comp So oh. he had to pull out He wasn't um, Quite 100% And The other one Hex was uh, Yeah he's one of my coaches Yeah He um, Pulled out of the last event Yeah um, Back issues wow. Yeah I said oh well I'm still gonna Yeah Yeah I basically needed uh, in the last event just a first stone to um, get ahead of these guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I knew I had a good stone lift, you know. Uh, my stones uh, have always been good. Yeah. So um, you're talking about a, uh Atlas. Like Atlas um, stone, yeah. So I'm king and I'm the king of stones for the Masters for yeah. the last three years. Oh, yeah. So. So yeah. When, when we talk Atlas stones, it's like a concrete. Concrete ball, uh, ball yeah. That um, you wrap both arms around, lift yeah. it up, and, and put it on a place it on a high platform, or, or or lift it over a bar, yeah. oh, over a bar, or a platform, whatever the yep. promoter has, yeah. Yep. And depending on the promoter, whatever height that we've got to yeah, lift clear. it to, yeah, yep. clear, yeah. And at nationals, it was one point three was oh. the um, was the height. Oh, one point three meters. Yeah. But when what? you when you set a record, yeah, it's hard case. When you set a record, it's one point two. Yeah, <laughs> but when you go for a comp, depending on what it is, it's either one point three or one point four. So it's actually higher. Yeah. To, oh fuck. So what was it? What's the heaviest you've lifted? Uh, one ninety. Hundred and ninety yeah. kilo stone. I went for wow. two hundred kilo two ten. So yeah. the comp I went to, um, the last king and queen. Yeah. Um. There was supposed to be a 200 kilo stone there, yeah. But something obviously uh, went wrong, and that wasn't available. Yeah. So the jump was from 190 to 210. Yeah. Yeah. And because, for whatever reason, I was out also outside and was at night. Yeah. Um, I was getting a you know, a little bit cold. Yeah. Anyway, when we started warming up, it warmed up, but it was still. Chill in the air, yeah. But I know, um, so I, I set, reset the record. My goal was to set a new record, you know, from 190 and then do 200, which would have been a new record. The yeah. current record's 190. Oh, so no one's hit the 200 and then did not for masters. Oh, yeah, for masters, yeah, yeah. Um, and so my goal was to do it then. But when I went to lift up the 180. Uh, I felt a little tweak in my hammy, oh. and then um, anyway, I walked off. And but I needed the one ninety to equal the record, yeah, you know, which I set the year before. But that was the the last warm up before the next stone, yeah. Um, so I got the one ninety, and I felt another tweak uh, on the same hammy. I was like, oh shit, that's not. 
you know, not feeling good. Yeah. And then when I did the 210, um, yeah, that's when the hammy went. Oh. So just before I left, yeah, yeah, it just went. It just went. Felt like, oh, felt like one of the two boys at the back kicked me in the back of the leg. Oh, fuck. Lucky, I, you know, lucky they weren't standing in the close. I thought I would have backhanded them then. But, <laughs> but that's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Have you recovered fully since? Or Yep. Both hammies, tricep was good? Uh, tricep, that's six months since it happened. So, yeah, the scar mm. tissue is gone. It's just now building the strength back up. Mm-hmm. I did a bench today, um, 110 I got up to. Yep. So that's pretty good. Um, yeah, pretty good for um, nursing that injury. Yeah. yeah. I did a strict uh, overhead press last week and got up to a 80 kilo strict press. Mm. Yeah, when it's normally um, the 120, 130 mark. Yeah. yeah. But obviously nursing the injury, yeah. Still. Yeah. So I was pretty wrapped to even get that. Um, yeah. I thought I would be at the 40 or 50 kilo mark or, you know, yeah. that, that would have been pushing it yeah. if I was, um, to be honest, yeah. I didn't think I'd get past 40 kilos, but yeah, no, I did, yeah. So we're slowly coming back then, eh? Yeah. Slowly coming back. So is your plan to open something here? Uh, that's the plan. Um, yep. Are we allowed to talk about it? or? Yeah. It's probably um, finding the right location is probably the big thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, what you call it, the cost of opening up will be the, um, yeah. I think back home was a little bit different to here. Yeah, You have more contacts at home than here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I opened up our gym, I had a lot of contacts that I could tap into to, yeah, to, to get stuff of, and yeah. um, to get started, yeah. you know, before I could, um, um, you know, fend for myself, so to speak. Yeah. But here, it's, yeah, it's totally, yeah, all very new and all very far. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And also accounting for the... See, in uh, Auckland, you know, everything wasn't too far away. You yep. know, the suburbs, you know, 50 minutes you could pass three suburbs yep. in, in Auckland. Mm-hmm. 50 minutes you're still on the motorway <laughs> <laughs> trying to get to the exit yeah, of the other suburb. <laughs> you're still driving to your first destination yeah. in uh, 15 minutes, man. You know, so down the road uh, in, in, in Auckland is is literally down the road. Uh-huh. In 15 minutes, you can cover a lot, of, a lot of suburbs. Yeah, so that um, you're factoring that in. Um, yeah, so that's a big factor in um, traveling time for people, uh-huh. uh, which is the hard part because I'm still trying to figure things out. Yeah. Gauge where where everything's at. Yeah, you know, where North is, where South is. Yeah. Dude, it's a it's a massive place compared to Auckland, man. Yeah. Um. So so I've uh, discovered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like our drive today was an hour, right? Yeah. And we went through like man, it felt like we went through another country to get here. Yeah. <laughs> Could have packed a lunch and uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like for work, sometimes I'll I'll fly, I'll fly for two hours like north, and I'm still in the same state. You know, like fuck, it's crazy. You could fly from Perth to Perth to uh, Brisbane. Mm. That flight's five hours. It's it's longer. It's further to fly from Perth to Brisbane than it is from New Zealand to Brisbane. 
Because yeah. it's only three hours for them. Yeah. It was five for us. I mean, you can get to um, Auckland to Christchurch in an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. That's almost the whole country. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, from Auckland to Christchurch, that's what I do on a yeah. weekly basis for work. I mean, I'll fly, like, up up to Port Hedland or something, and it's like an hour and a bit, two-hour flight. And we think that's long, yeah. flying to Christchurch. But I've driven, I've driven a truck from Perth, where we are now, to uh, to um, Port Hedland, which was two days it took me. Wow. Because, you know, trucks are limited there. Yeah. Um, uh, li- you can't go faster than 100Ks, 100K an hour, because you carry, you know, it's the load yeah. you're carrying there. Um, so, yeah, I had to start. So it's 10-hour 10 10 hour stint for the first day, and then the second day is another, like, Six, six or six or seven hours, and then you're at Port Hedland. You're like, oh fuck, I'm here. But and up there, the climate's like like another country. It's humid. It's <laughs> it's warm. You know. Yeah. Whereas down here, it's dry. It's hot. That kind of thing. You know. And then you got to turn around and come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's either I'm dumping the truck up there and catching a plane back, yeah. or I'm driving the truck back. But usually, it's dump it there and oh yeah, fly back. Yeah. Because yeah. we'll, 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 we'll fly back up there, pick up the truck and go somewhere else. That's oh, further right. further yeah. north or further east or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's like, this place is massive, man. Yeah. So big. It's like when uh, they were talking about going Wakaama, but it was like three hours away. <laughs> oh, shit, no thanks. <laughs> Sorry, Wakaama is um, yeah, out- outrigging. Outrigging, outrigging yeah. yeah. Like, um, uh, what do they call it? The rowing, eh? No, rowing, uh, the Balangis row backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Outrig is a paddle forward. Yeah, paddle forward, that's right, that's right. Outrigging, outrigging. But yeah, man, it's an exciting time for you because uh, you're here obviously starting again, you know. It's a, mm. it's a new beginning, yeah. It's a new beginning, all right. But but like I said to you, man, um, it's good like because you've built the backing for yourself, for your name, mm. and bringing that here. Uh, you've got the accolades that you carry, you know, uh, the um, back-to-back trophies. The yeah, you've won comps, bro. Bring it here, all wrong, all, all, all the the strongman community in Perth know you. May- yeah, maybe they know you because they got their eye, eye on you, thinking, <laughs> "Fuck this guy's here to take my shit," you know, like you know. But it's a, that that in itself is a good thing as well. Mm. Yeah, it's, a, it's 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 cool. It's a good time for you. I'm excited, yeah. man. I'm excited. Oh, uh, most for me, it's like. Um I like to stay in my own lane. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to, um, you see some uh, Jamonas or, you know, coaches that start talking shit about other people and yeah. shit about what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. That ain't nothing, man. Nah. Nah, man. I actually can't do that, eh? Nah. Yeah. Even if, uh, ah, no, you're not the person to do yeah. that. If you, if I saw you, like, on social media and you're like, oh, this cunt doesn't know the fucking blah, blah, I'd be like, that's not our fault. Yeah. That ain't him, man. If anything is, uh, you you know, you wanna you wanna <laughs> you wanna one on one. Bro, I'm gonna ring your wife, man. I'll get her to fuck you up. Yeah, that's not you talking, man. Yeah, but yeah, no, I um, I don't know how people, but but that's what I mean. It's an exciting and uh, it's a real exciting time for you. Like, uh, yeah, mm. I guess you're finding your feet and you're doing all the other stuff. You know, like day to day stuff, eh? Yeah. But it's good on the forefront of all, on of all of that is that um. You're bringing strength pit here, mm. you know. It was funny. It's a lot of people in. Uh, well, when I was coming to Comps here at Melbourne, you know, a lot of people thought I did, you know, strength pit full time. Yeah. 
I said, oh no, shit, no. I I got a day job. Yeah. That was a that's that is still a hobby for me. Yeah. You know, strongman is a hobby of mine. Mm. You know. Um and all these years I've I've uh, worked and ran the pit. Yeah, the pit's always been an outlet. Yeah. Basically lifting weights my whole life has been an outlet. Yeah. You know. Um and the pit basically was open to help others. Mm. Yeah. And um, reach out to those multi PI yeah. giants that are out there, you know, that um, put that size to good use. Eh? Yeah, yeah. You know, show the are, world that yeah. are not keen in the cardio side of whether it was CrossFit, rugby, or league, uh-huh. but they love to lift. Yeah, and a lot of these fellows were, you know, didn't know that they were lifting, you know, mm. because they've worked at. Certain industries like a steel mill, yeah, and moving two hundred kilo beams, they don't know anything else, so they think that that's just yeah. normal to do that. Yeah, but in reality, you know, when people like myself seeing or hearing about fellas doing mm-hmm. that, those are the fellas that you need to, uh, yeah, you know, they'll shine in the sport. Eh? Yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. That's why you're here. That's why mm. they need someone like you who's got the experience, the eye for it, you know, to come and go, hey, come and try this out. I think you'd be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, eh? Yeah. 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 Most of the guys that I've coached over the years have been um, people that have never lifted before or, mm. you know, no names mm. um, who have made a name for themselves over the years, which is, you know, I love seeing that. Um, Transition in a in an athlete's uh, life, you know. Yeah. Um, is that is that what's um what's satisfying to you about being a coach? Yeah, um, you know, like build like pretty see, much building someone's confidence, you know, from scratch, self esteem, yeah. yeah. But you know, we'd both agree that um, PR Pacific Island people like uh, that's what we lack here. Yeah, is like because we don't we don't. Even even the best fighters don't get up on UFC and go, oh, I'm gonna come there and fuck you up. You know yeah. how they do the big fight promos. That that ain't I say. None of nah. us have ever done it. Not even Mark Hunt. Most Maori PIs uh, are pretty humble. You yeah, know. really respectful, humble. You're taught not to boast about yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, if anything, everyone else is supposed to do that for you. Mm. You're not supposed to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just who we are and our upbringing. You know, that's mm. just showing humility, being yeah. humble. You know, everyone's humble is a little bit different to how, you know, we've been brought up in regards mm. to how to be humble. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, even the uh, build-up with David Tour and, and uh, Shane Cameron. Oh, You know? That was crazy. Yeah. Tour didn't say damn word. He was exactly. like, oh, it's all good, man. We'll fight. It's yeah. all good. You know, that's what humble looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's also karma that comes with that. Yeah, man. And it's called David Tour's left <laughs> yeah. hook, man. And guess what? You and I watched that <laughs> yeah, at my place. Your place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man. And then uh, at a certain time at night, you just had to turn the TV down and hear all the celebrations oh, outside. that's right. The, man. Guy Fawkes. It wasn't even Guy Fawkes Day, but... People were shooting off, like, yeah, uh, shooting fireworks, off fireworks and shit. Um, and man, like it was crazy because you could hear just turn everything down and just listen. The neighborhood was going crazy. There was two times David Tour stopped. Well, the nation, but the nation being South Auckland, yeah, 
Because that's where he was from, eh? Yeah. Yeah. There's twice that he did that. Yeah. Lennox Laws. Yeah. The day he fought Lennox Laws, there was not a soul on the streets because we were working MIT security. Yeah. Everyone at uh, at uh, MIT, we locked up, just the earliest we've ever locked up <laughs> MIT, everyone went home. Yeah, just to watch support. Just, just to watch David Tua versus Lennox Lewis. There was no cars on the road because uh, we had to watch the fight at our boss's house, which was lucky, on site. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was no cars on the road to build up to the fight. So the build-up was obviously all the fights beforehand, uh-huh. and that was like two, three hours. So from that point, there was no one on the roads. Everyone was at home, glued to the TV. Um, that was the first time. Yeah. The second time is when you and I... Yeah, when you fought Shane Cameron. When you fought Shane Cameron. You know, that was a fight of the century. Oh, bro. Um, what a fight, eh? But I was a Shane Cameron fan before he started doing that to David Tour. Oh. I lost all respect for the man after yeah. that, uh, even right up to that point. Yeah. Um, and all it was was the stuff you were saying in the co- in the press conferences. Oh, there, bro, like, uh, that was like, you know, he he was saying shit like, uh, "I'm going to pull you out of retirement and show everyone why you need to be retired," kind of thingy. Like, ah, oh, fucking shut up, man. Doing that lights lights out yeah. thingy, like his promoter was doing all that and. Man, yeah. if um, yeah, it's it's a meme now, eh? Like it's a it's a yeah, it's a YouTube video where people um, this is lights out, yeah, yeah, and they do the whole karma thing, eh? <laughs> I've seen that too, I've seen that video come up quite a few times, but yeah. awesome fight, dude, really good fight. But it was amazing how um, through the strength world, I met up with David Tour, yeah, yeah, and um, but you know him from the hood anyway. Not personally, yeah. Oh, I, I thought you guys knew each other. No, so my uh, junior is uh, that's his wife's uh, family. Oh, so your older brother's wife's family yeah. is the um, tour family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I saw him started liking and following my stuff on uh, on the pit page. I went, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then I uh, I saw when you took your boys down to his gym. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Crazy, but man. I had I had um, done a, a, a private session with him, you know, do some string stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I went to his gym and we worked on a few things. I showed him a few things, a few things, and then um, sent him a program. Oh yeah. For his athletes to yeah. um, you know, um, uh, to you know to to you know he can implement that into his training regime. He even had some atlas stones for a little while. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, took some atlas stones and seals. Give these a go. And um, he's been following ever since. Yeah. And uh, yeah, even does shout outs when I, um, you know, I asked for, um, he did a shout out for one of our uh, pit members. Yeah. He was going to the Arnold. She was going to the Arnold's. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but she had broken her ankle. Before going to Arnold So She wasn't 100% But it was more the fact That she was There Yeah And she was going through Cancer treatment You know so Had quite a few celebrities um, Do You know Yeah Put a shout out clip for her Oh cool man Dinner before her comp Yeah so that was pretty Pretty cool 
But he started wearing my pitchy all over the place. You know, he goes, oh, I'm not worthy to wear this. I said, oh, it'll be an honour if you want it. <laughs> I said, actually not worthy standing in here next to you. <laughs> actually, can you just knock me out and then you can have my, my gym, man? <laughs> but for, for a legend to even say, you know, mm. whether he was being, um, I don't know, uh, polite or... Yeah. You know, to to even say, oh, I'm not not worthy to wear this top. Mm. Oh man, yeah, I was like, oh damn. But that's that's us in a nutshell. Our people, yeah. are like, man, of all people, David Tour has been to the to the peak of fucking yeah. Um, you know, fame, eh? Like he's mm. been to Las Vegas, he's fought fucking Linux and Lewis, bro. Yeah. And then come down to to meet you, and it's like you know, oh man, I got you, man. Is it okay if I wait? You know, yeah, still humble, man. You know, but he didn't even know Stroman existed. <laughs> you know, like everyone I meet go, oh, what the hell is that? Yeah, but it's, it's definitely grow while it's growing here. I think. Yeah, no, it is uh, mm. in Australia. It's bigger than it is in New Zealand. Yeah. The pathway to Worlds or to any comp outside of Australasia was coming to Aussie back yeah. in the day. So, so qualifiers would be in Australia, <laughs> eh? Yeah, and yeah. and the pathway to yeah, the comps that they needed to do, yeah, happened in Australia. Now that um, um, you know they've uh, started to streamline everything in New Zealand, mm -hmm. they now have qualifiers in New Zealand to pathway to. You know, official strongman games, which yep. once upon a time you had to come to Aussie for. True. Um, or, you know, uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm. But they now have an official pathway that anyone can, um, you know, um, do mm. to to pathway through to the various comps that they need to, to get to. Oh, true. To uh, make it to Worlds, which is pretty cool. Um Fuck, that's cool. And then you're basically on the world stage, eh? Yeah. Against people from Europe and all of that all sort of stuff. All over the world, yeah, which is pretty cool. And um, So is that, is that a goal for you? It's like once you... Obviously, it's going to take you a little while to sort of, you know, find your feet, establish everything, and then start oh, start start implementing like a full training regime. Yeah, so I've, I've passed a pick of... Uh, by the time I realised, um, you know, from focusing on, on coaching, mm. um, basically I turned down an invite. So do, uh, I got an email when I first started Strongman, you know, invite to Giants Live uh, Australia. Mm. I turned it down only because I didn't like flying. Oh. So there was a period for almost yeah. 20 years where whether it was a job that required flying, I turned that down. You know, um, comps. Yeah. Yeah, turned that down. That's right because family events turned that down. You didn't fly. Well, no, I didn't you? fly for for a long time until um, until I opened the pit, and yeah. then I got invited to the Arnold Classic Australia yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah. And I said, "There's no way I'm going to miss this comp." Yeah. See, how did you? What, so, can I ask you what was the original issue with you flying? Um, just no control over the plane. Yeah, I had a bad experience going to Sa. Oh, so you're. Oh, so you held on to a bad experience as a kid. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I was um, teenage. Yeah, teenage. Yeah. So you flew to Samoa. Bad experience. Yeah. Flew to Samoa. Sober. Bad experience. They say you gotta, you gotta fly. You gotta drink. You gotta get drunk. Yeah. And flew back drunk, and that was even worse. Can I, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> can I just say that is the worst fucking advice? Yeah. That was the worst thing. Uh, I was going fucking hell. What you're bad at flying? Here, have some alcohol. Fuck. Yeah, so um, got back to New Zealand. First thing I did was ask for scissors and I cut my passport up so I didn't have to fly again. Fuck. And I didn't get a passport until I met Nip. Yeah, she went and um, got my passport renewed and yeah. went through the process. Oh, so you just couldn't fly. Yeah. Couldn't jump on a plane. You know, and I remember the last time you came here and I was asking you, like, how... If you had a bad experience, how the fuck did you get here? Because it's an eight-hour flight here. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I remember, uh, yeah, sorry, who's, yeah. No, what were you going to say? I remember you telling me, like, you know, you had to go to the airport like three hours early and watch the planes go, leave yeah. and come. No, it was actually six six to eight hours early. Really? Yeah. My parents dropped us off at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and your flight I was said, at... I said our flight was at six. Yeah. But it was at 12. <laughs> yeah. But I had to, I had to go and smell the fumes and yeah, and just watch the plane and hear the sound, look at it land. Took me eight hours to set it up. Yep, I'm ready. And was it you just like talking yourself through? It's gonna be okay. Like, is it yeah. what? What were you telling yourself, man? Oh, I needed Perth to work. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I I needed to. Um, and, and in order for that to happen, you had to fly air. Yeah. Yeah, true. So so it was um, all on the line, so to speak, eh? Yeah, and, and our girl wanted us to come, you yeah. know, and so I needed all of that to work. Yeah. So all of that overshadowed um, yeah. the issues you had. Okay, I'll get you. Yeah. Um, and so... And so the Arnold's happened. Yeah. And um, that was three hours flight. That was all I could handle. <laughs> three hours. So and did you have to like... Uh, three and a half hours, sorry. Yeah. So, so you know, after the actual flight, did you have to take time to like, oh, like, like debrief yourself from yeah. what just happened and relax a bit and try to calm yourself down? So my process started 24 hours before the flight. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Bro, but like, that's the worst... You're flying to another country, right? Yeah. Bad enough you can't fly to a competition. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Bad enough you've got to prep for this comp against everyone that's good in the world. Yeah. And you, gotta, you can't fly, you know? Holy shit. So I've, I've um, missed out on a few opportunities because of it. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of my regrets. I mm. think if I had of... Um, but in saying that, you know, the Giants Live that I got invited, I was still pretty green. Yeah. So even if I had come, I would have come last. Yeah. But in saying that, you know, it would have been the experience yes. that I would have gained a lot out of. Yeah. More than worrying about coming last. Mm. Yeah. Because that's all I worried about was, nah, you know, I don't want to come last. Yeah, true. But you've got to start somewhere, mm. you know, and, and last for me wasn't a good, yeah. wasn't a good, um, Wasn't a good place to be when you were growing up mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in a Samoan family. 
yeah. coming last. Uh-huh. You know, that comes with um, yeah, uh, some pretty heavy repercussions. Eh? Yeah, I know, so I know, I know. So I know what you're talking about, like the shit, like uh, a lot of a lot, man. People don't know what we're talking about here, but yeah. it's, it's a lot of things like... Uh, if you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. If you don't, well, <laughs> go find out. Eh? Go ask yeah. a Samoan or something. He'll tell you. Like It's a lot of things. So that was, uh, yeah, pretty much... Um, I, you know, I had that in the back of my mind, but I was also wasn't ready, you know. Yeah. Um, so I used that as the excuse, wasn't ready. Um, but I was, I was pretty strong, you know, but... Yeah. I wasn't in the game long enough, you know, and so I, um, I've always been a good stone lifter, that was one of the events, you know, farmer's carrier was always good at that, Mm -hmm. that was another event. So can I just ask, like, what what are your best, what are you strongest at, what are your best uh, lifts or movements in the strongman game? Um, stones, atlas stones, yeah, farmers, atlas stones, farmers carriers. They've always got an atlas stone and always got a farmers yeah. carrier. Yeah. I was good at moving events. Yeah, yeah. But again, as as you get older, the funny thing is, you think you're going fast. <laughs> but when you look at the time, you go shit. Yeah, I could have sworn that was thirty seconds. <laughs> I could have sworn that was fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know. Um, so moving events and um, farmers, but my favourite um, is Atlas Stones. But truck pool was one of um, one of my worst events mm. that became one of my best favourite events. Yeah, yeah. I used to come last in truck pool. Well, obviously bad experience by losing to a lady back at uh, <laughs> two thousand and eight. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was a real bad event for me for some reason. But then I um, I discovered um, the harness played a big part oh, in, yeah. um, in my truck pull. Uh-huh. Yeah, how it was positioned, how it was strapped on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, once I figured that out and changed that, yeah, I hadn't come outside of top three. And truck pulls uh, in the last four or five years, six yeah. years, yeah. So, um, basically, the straps, the harness they were using before was all hip driven. Yeah, you know, all the weight was in around the hips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas I've seen Rongo um, from Kalgoorlie like uh, pull a truck, and he's got the harness around the top, like his whole half top body. Yeah. Yeah. Shoulders. So the harnesses have changed over the years. Mm. Uh, but there's still some harnesses where you know they got a belt. Yeah. You know, you know, you still strap up with a belt yeah. or buckle around the hips. Mm. And a lot of people set up the harness where they're pulling from the hips. Yeah. But really, it should be from the shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, like mm. you're in a scrum. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the scrum machine. Mm. That's where all the, the you should be feeling all the tension mm. of the truck. Yeah, not on the hips because that's your diaphragm and you know your area of stomach. Yeah, so you can't breathe. That's where you sort of create power, eh? and then the end of it is yeah, yeah, I get you. And so, um, and then we download in a scrum, you know, yeah, formation, yeah. And I guess if if you're breathing 
Um, so if you're breathing slow, if you, and, yeah, uh, if you can't breathe, yeah, then everything's taken out of you, eh? Yeah, yeah and you. so a lot of guys that uh, struggle with the truck doors because the harnesses thing not thing properly. Yeah, but if it's um, strapped on correctly, then yeah, you should be able to pull the truck. And that's what happened to me once I changed the position of it. Perfect. I was pretty badass at truck pull. Oh, bro. Yeah, didn't win um, with the open men's, you know. Yeah. But I was always top three. Yeah. Yeah. Either second or third in the truck pool mm-hmm. in the open men's, which was pretty good. And the last, um, even right up to the last truck bus pool, which was a 13-ton bus pool on an incline on a rainy day on um, uneven surface, yeah. You know, still managed second place in that. Yeah, so even right up until last year, still uh-huh. still good at uh, pulling buses or trucks or whatever. But you don't have to pull a truck in training or bus in training to, to pull a, yeah. a bus or truck at, at comp. <coughs> yeah, people think you have to, but yeah. it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, not don't don't pull that in training and then is that no, because the risk? No, no, it's um, what you need to pull is sleds on rubber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, people pulling vehicles that are a third of the weight of the actual comp weight. Yeah, in training, yeah, gives you a false sense of oh yeah, I got this. Because once the wheels start moving, yeah. you just have to pump your legs. Yeah. But pulling a sled on rubber with 400 kilos on it, it's a stop-start. Yeah. So you've got to train your body, train your, your body to move it like wheels so it's non-stop. Mm-hmm. So every every pull, leg drive, yeah, it stop-starts. It's about keeping it consistent so it's... So you keep it moving, eh? So you keep it moving. Oh. So when you master that on a sled, see, we did one comp where none of my athletes ever pulled a truck until comp day. We won every event, every division. From the under 62s, under 72s, under 82s, open women's, under 105s, uh, and masters. Yeah. That was seven categories. We won all the... Yeah, well, only, and the other thing too is, who has a truck lying mm. around? Well, I, I, well, <laughs> I knew a couple of trucks I was. Cause but I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true. No like, one has a 10-ton truck uh, just nearby that they can... Yeah, hey, can I just borrow your truck, yeah. man? And not only that, where the fuck is the space to fucking yeah. pull this in? Yeah, yeah, true. And so I discovered um, pulling sleds on rubber. People pull sleds on concrete, that's still too easy. Yeah. True. Yeah, but if you pull on rubber, which is uh, a lot more friction, and it doesn't slide, when you stop, it mm. stops. Yeah. yeah, as for a vehicle, if you stop, the vehicle still rolls forward. Yeah, until true. someone puts the brakes on. Uh-huh. But a sled on rubber, once you stop, it stops. It won't go any further unless you go. Mm. But that's the way you build uh, your muscle conditioning. And the fitness... Yeah, to be able to pull a fucking truck. Yeah. Well, to, to last the distance as well. Mm. Yeah. And so my guys are pulling four or 500 kilos, even up to 600 kilos on rubber. 
you just got to make sure that the rubber floors, uh, mats are all secky and, yeah. you know. So it's not, not like, like this, uh, wrinkly or there's yeah. space between. Or because or else it'll come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, well, this is obviously like expanding and um, shrinking with the temperature. Yeah. And, yeah, that's why they're not, plus like I've loosely just laid it, you know. Yeah. With the mats. It's good, um, good for an ear, but terrible for a comp situation. And so, um, yeah, so that's what we've, you know, yeah, the two things you've got to look at, and then your your stance and your start, mm. yeah. I mean, a lot of people have a variation of how they start, yeah, yeah. But that's for another conversation. Yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Um, we got You got to go soon, eh? No, no, all good. Is yeah. there a Is your chariot on its way? It's been like over an hour. We're just making sure that you don't, you're not getting a lift here. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh fuck, she's gone. Oh, damn yeah. it. And I'll just let her know when she's here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she'll let you know when she's here. Yeah. Oh, sweet ass. No, it's all good. Yeah, and um, but yeah, that's that's where that is um, in regards to the pit. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm pretty excited to see you start it here, eh? like um, bring your brand and your logo here, and um, really want to see you um, dominate some comps here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. I, I don't know that. Well, I'm uh, I don't know much about the strong strongman uh-huh. game here, but um, like you know, with uh, all things fitness, they usually cross through CrossFit somehow. Um, but I haven't really seen. See, uh, a lot, and this is I've got to correct something here. A yeah. lot of people call uh, strongman a heavier version of CrossFit. I never said, did. I yeah. ever say no, that? no, no. Oh yeah, okay. I just want to say but, yeah, um, for the record. Yeah, I said nothing like that because <laughs> I know they're fucking. Yeah. It's like chalk and cheese, bro. They're two different things, man. But it, in saying that too, you know, cross uh, strongman's been around longer than CrossFit. Yeah, CrossFit was what twenty years old, mm. if that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the exact yeah. when it. Around 2005, I think, 2007. That's when it, that's when it started, It eh? started kicking off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 1973 is when Strongman first started. Mm. And they were doing what CrossFits are doing now. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing a lot of metadies back in the day. Mm. Um, but, you know, to, for people to say that Strongman is a heavier version of CrossFit, it's, yeah. Who the fuck said that, man? Quite a, quite a few people <laughs> in New Zealand, but it's two different sports, yeah. and um, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, it's totally different. I mean, I've done four CrossFit comps mm. and one at national level, mm. the masters team. Yeah, yeah, and we went into um, well, they caught us in for two events, Max Bench and Max um, Power Cleans. Yeah, did anyone come close to what you did? <laughs> Well, did, did your team look at you and go, just give all the weight to yeah. Arthur, give him all the weight? But this was the Masters comp, so oh, yeah. the heaviest bench was 110. Oh, yeah. You know, out of 26 teams, uh-huh. that was the heaviest out of the males. Yeah. Um, 110, 120 was the heaviest. And so me and George, um, my head coach yeah. um, at the time, at the time, he goes, oh, well, he started at 140. <laughs> yeah. 
That was his opening lift. That so was it. it just, yeah. Not many people can deadlift that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she goes, you're throwing 140. I said, oh, yeah. So I said, just do one lift because that was the winning lift. Yeah. But I had to do it because it was team total. Oh, yeah. So I said, I'll just throw 150 on. Yeah. So 140, 150. 150 and the two ladies' um, benches. Yeah. So we won that. And then the next one was power cleans. I think the mm. heaviest male power clean was um, at the time 110. Yeah. Yeah, 120 was was the heaviest. And so George matched that. Yeah. He did that. And then um, instead of me doing a power clean, because I didn't know how to do a power clean. Yeah. Uh, and strongman, we muscle clean. Yeah. Yeah. With an axle by. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because I felt the barbell, and it was quite easy, you know, because yeah. it was a smaller bar. Yeah. So I, I said to them, I yet throw 150 on. Yeah. And I uh, muscle cleaned 150. <laughs> yeah. Did you use two arms or just one? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can imagine all the CrossFitters going, what the fuck? Yeah, well, no one had ever seen a muscle clean yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Like a lot of. A lot of CrossFitters look at muscle cleans that that the powerlifters do and think, "Oh fuck, there, you know, oh that's so crazy, you yeah. know, because it looks like you're gonna ruin your back." But you guys know what you're doing, yeah. Um, in terms of like the the parts of your body you use as the bars climbing up, eh? Yeah. The higher you get, like, but you see, uh, I've only I've only um, yeah. uh, read like uh, the portions of it through people explaining, but I haven't, yeah. like you know, you haven't had someone show me. See, I. I the muscle clean to me is different from what power I hear. Clean. What I hear CrossFitters talk about muscle clean and power cleans. Mm. It's and different because the CrossFitters talk about it in the in the Olympic lifting mm. sense. But you, you know? see the muscle clean, yeah. Because I I always ask people what is the difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah, and some don't know what the difference is. Mm. I don't know if yeah if you know the the difference between the two. Well, in a in the um, a muscle clean and as to opposed to a power clean. In the Olympic lifting sense of a muscle clean, because the way the CrossFitters are, well, from my experience, from an Olympic lifting um, point of view, they they use a muscle clean to break it down into simple into um, into muscle groups. So you would only use a small portion of your hips to see that's to push. See to, to me, to, yeah, that's still a power clean, yeah, because the bar touches the body. Mm, mm. A muscle clean, yeah, the bar never touches the body, yeah. So it goes straight from the floor, yeah, to, to the, the shoulder shoulders. rack, yeah. That's exactly. a muscle clean, yeah, yeah. Whereas but a, a muscle clean and weightlifting, the bar still touches yeah. the body, yeah. But then um, there's different variations of it, like you call it, like a tall. A tall muscle clean, whereas like you're kind of using the the pockets of your. Um, but the bar still touches the body, yeah. But to, but yeah. that's the thing. Like uh, <laughs> Olympic lifters always tell you to uh, to make contact, hip contact with the yeah. bar, or so that's still a power clean of some sort. Yes, yes. As for my interpretation as a strongman, yeah, a muscle clean is from the ground to shoulder rack. Yeah. Bar never touches the body. That's ha. that's pure muscle. Yeah, but the thing is, right, when you guys do that from floor to shoulder, you know what you're doing. And, like, you, you've yeah. obviously trained them the different stages, how to get it there, you know, without hurting your back. Yeah. 
um, Crossfitters look at that and go, "Oh my God, if I if I did that and neglected everything I'd have been taught to use my hips, I'll wreck my back." You know. So they, it's but it all starts from leg drive. Yeah, it's the same, same thing, but two different schools of uh, yeah. of of thought there. Yeah. Oh, so then you go. Oh, right, give me a second, man. We'll uh, we'll be back in a second. Yeah. All right. Man.